Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DNVR Broncos podcast coming to you from Studio C again today, where the C stands for Can Expectations Be Too High? Uh, It'll be an interesting conversation about something that was said yesterday, Zach. Uh, But first, I want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Hit them up, DraftKings Sportsbook, bet five. On any NBA game, get $150 in free bets when you do so, um, which is a great start to your account. I keep telling everyone, put your money on Kale McCarr to win the Conn Smythe Trophy. Still can get some decent value on it, but it's better value than the Avs to win the Cup. They might have to do it without their goalie, but that's a conversation for a different podcast. So, let's jump in here, Zach. Uh, maybe we even toss over to Zach in sports for a little update on what Tim Patrick said yesterday. Well, Ryan, thanks for throwing it over to me. Yesterday, Tim Patrick, after this fifth OTA practice, had a couple of very interesting quotes. Here's what he said. He said, when you see Russell Wilson carry himself the right way every day, it makes you up your game, not to slack and put winning first. At the end of the day, we're here to win a Super Bowl. but." That wasn't it, Ryan. He went on and said this, because we don't want to be one of those teams to make excuses. New coach, new quarterback, new offense, and we don't get going until the end of the year. We want to come out firing out of the gate on all cylinders because this is Super Bowl or bust this year. Ooh, baby. Okay. (laughs) This year, he made sure to include this year so that you and I couldn't be like, well, he just means in the Russell Wilson era, huh? Uh, 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 2022. All right. So let me start here from a player perspective. I love this. Love this take. Um, I think that essentially you should be going into every year thinking we're going to win every game. We're going to win every playoff game. And then we're going to win the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I get it. Uh, and, and, you know, Pat Bowen used to say the same thing. Like, he's like, I, I mean, if we don't believe that we're going undefeated and winning the Super Bowl, then no one will. Um, so I, I'd, I'd actually be curious to see the way that, like, players look at the schedule when it's released. Um, we got a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look. Did you watch the Seahawks schedule release? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Where they were they were fooled into thinking it was the worst schedule ever. Yeah. So like Drew Locke was part of that. Yeah, and, and then I guess he was, like, at the end, he's, like, claiming that he was in on the joke, and the guy who wasn't on the joke was like, no, you weren't, bro, <laughs> <clears throat> which is hilarious. But um, 
anyways, like, I, I wonder <laughs> if they go through, like, C13 and 4. Or if they're just like, yeah, we can win all of these. I hope <laughs> right. they say we can win all of these. Uh, and it should be Super Bowl or bust. You can't think any other way, in my opinion, once you have the quarterback. Like, last year, it should be, let's make the playoffs. Um, you know, let's beat the Chiefs. Uh, you know, you set little goals that are more attainable. But <clears throat> for this, I think you say, um, we've got Russell Wilson. He's won the Super Bowl. He's been to another one. We're we all believe in each other. We should win the Super Bowl. Uh, do you uh, do you want to uh, talk about from a player perspective before I jump into my other perspective? No, I I think that's a hundred percent right. I think that is how the players should be looking at it. And also, look, the players are going to say, look at the past two Super Bowl champions. They had a great quarterback come to their team in the offseason, and boom, they won the Super Bowl. So it's not just them being, you know crazy in their head they can actually have things to look at but you're right ryan from a player's perspective they better damn believe that they're going for a super bowl now they just they don't really have the backing if it's with drew lock if it's with teddy bridgewater if it's with uh, i guess they could have said it with joe flacco but it's with any of the other quarterbacks the denver broncos have had you don't really point to anything and say that's legitimate belief there but still you like the confidence you want them to think that but now they have the past two years uh, of new quarterbacks going to teams and winning Super Bowls, and they also have a guy that isn't just great. He's a Super Bowl champion in Russell Wilson. So 100%, I think that is the right mindset from Tim Patrick. Yeah, great comment here from Jose who said, Peyton Manning said, essentially they go, that's a win, that's a win, that one's going to be tough, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win. So, you know, no, none of them are losses, but you're just like, okay, we're going to win those, and then those will be a, a battle. Um, yeah, I think you have to have that mindset as a player. Yeah, yeah, you, you do. And, and I like it, but Ryan, I think there's another side to this. I do not think you should have this outlook as a fan. Um, and the reason is a, a couple reasons for, for one, it's been so long since the Broncos were good. You got to set your expectations in a place where this this is going to be fun for you. Like, basically, I would say you should set your expectations as a fan. And I'm not telling anyone what to do. I'm just giving my personal opinion on, uh, you know, uh, giving my advice here. Set your expectations on making the playoffs. Because then you're going to enjoy every win and not, you know, uh, just be beside yourself with every loss. I think that this is a very rare opportunity. And I'm actually writing something on this, Zach, um, for fans. It comes along, I don't know, once every two decades, I would see, I would say where you get an opportunity like this, where your team is good, but you, but you don't need to have expectations. Um, And, you know, it's happened recently with both the nuggets and the abs. And if you talk to, you know, diehard fans of those teams, they'll say, oh, that was the most fun season uh, because we hadn't made the playoffs yet, but we knew we were good. And we finally, you know, were able to get over the hump. Like for the Avs, they literally won in game 82 to get into the playoffs. And, you know, I guess that that was even better because you they didn't even have any expectations going into that season. They were coming off a rough season. Um, so, and then for the Nuggets, you know, they had the season where they lost in game 82 to the Timberwolves. 
Then the next year, there's expectations where it's like you have to make the playoffs. So right now, the bar is so low. No matter what you do, the bar is going to be infinitely higher next season. But leave the bar where it is right now. Don't preemptively raise it so you don't get to enjoy this. Because if you set Super Bowl or bust expectations as a Broncos fan this year, there's like, I don't know, a 75 at least percent chance, probably a 90 percent chance that you're not go- they're not going to meet your expectations. And how many years in a row have they not met your expectations? They are primed this year to actually meet fair expectations. So leave it fair, and you'll look back and say, oh, man, Russell Wilson year one, that was the most fun because we'd been down so bad, and then they came back, and they won a playoff game or whatever it may be. Um, so, so don't go Super Bowl or bust yet because then you have nowhere to go. You have nowhere to go from there. You All got, you have to go is down. Yeah, you got to start lower. And and J27, don't do this. He, he's saying, okay, fine. I won't go Super Bowl or bust. Instead, I'm going make the AFC Championship game or bust. And I still think that's too high, Ryan. I, I think legitimate expectations for this team should be to make the playoffs. And that's a very fair goal. But I do want to warn Broncos fans, that's not a guarantee. Look around this division. Look around this conference. That in itself is going to be an impressive feat in year one. Saying that, I do think the Broncos should and will make the playoffs, but it's not a gimme like it would be if the Broncos were in the NFC. So I I think that that playoffs or bust is a good place to start. Uh, But Ryan, when you talk about this once every decade or two thing, is the 2012 season with Peyton Manning similar to this season in your mind? Um. A little bit. Not that similar, though, because if you remember, that team had just come off a a playoff win, you know? So, like, we were – I was sitting there saying, my God, if they can win a playoff game with Tim Tebow, they should win the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Um, Very fair. And so this one's a little bit different. It's like they haven't done anything for years, and, and for years we've kind of thought the players were better than they are. You know what I mean? Um, we've gone through and said like, oh, Bradley Chubb, like that's a great edge rusher. And, you know, um, whoever you go through the roster and you're like, oh, Tim Patrick, uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. And for years, they've underperformed even on an individual basis from what we thought they should do. So it's nothing but underperforming, missing expectations for so many years now. Whereas that Tim Tebow team actually overperformed, they out. They, you know, they went above and beyond expectations from being, what was it, one and three, two yeah. and four, uh, one and three, I think. I don't remember. But uh, and then everything from there was like an overperformance. So to me, this is different where you're coming from. I might prove it with a lot of guys, but I think they're so primed to prove it because of the situation they're now in. That should make it really fun, too. Ryan, what happens if the Broncos start this season similar to the way the Broncos started in 2012, where they start two and three and Russell Wilson has a three interception half like Peyton Manning did? I don't want to look at what happened after, but what happens then? Are people pissed off or are people then starting to say, "Okay, maybe we should have brought those expectations down this first year? 
Oh, I'm sure. I, and I don't directly remember it. I think I was in my sports talk radio phase in 2012. So I, I think I have a little bit of memory of what that was like. You were on sports talk? No, I was listening to it. That, that, was, like a, <laughs> that was like a big, big moment in my life. I think it was my freshman year of college when I had legitimately discovered sports talk radio and started listening to it. And I was like, wow, this is the best job ever. They just talk about sports for a living and here we are. Um, here we are. I completely agree. I can't believe it took you till college to figure that out. Yeah, I don't know. Because I was always so disappointed that you you would like turn on SportsCenter at night or whatever, and you'd get maybe one highlight of the Broncos um, yeah. or whoever. Um, and then, like, even if you watch the news, like, I would legitimately watch the end of the news to catch the two minutes and 30 seconds they did on the Colorado sports. Scene. And I was like, this is so weak. Like it's so hard to get sports coverage. So then I found sports talk radio and that obviously satisfied the Broncos itch. Um, <laughs> and it created a new itch, which was, well, all right, now we need this for the rest of the teams. And, and man, again, uh, here we are. Uh, as we're going down this tangent, Ryan, I think post game shows scratch the biggest itch for me that just was not there because you're right. I mean, the game would end on channel four and you'd be like, Oh, well now I'm just by myself and yeah. can't celebrate this big win or can't hear about this, this big loss. Uh, and then, you know, they, they would cut to the locker room for about five minutes and then that's it. That's it. You, you don't get to hear anything. So I, I love that we do that now. Oh, a hundred percent. I do too. I mean, it's crazy to think that there's like kids, like legitimate kids are just like watching this on YouTube right now. Like what I would have done when I was nine <laughs> years old to be able to get an hour of Broncos talk in my life. <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, where were we? Oh, I right. No 2012. Um, so I assume it would be very similar. And I, and what I remember about that time in 2012 when the Broncos are sitting at two and three was, is Peyton Manning washed? That was mm -hmm. the question that was being asked at the time. Um, were the expectations too high? Did we overlook the injury? Is he ever going to be the same? The three interceptions against Atlanta really ramped that up. It was like, you know, you had guys on the radio being like, I've watched Peyton Manning for many years. That arm just doesn't look the same to me anymore. I don't know what to tell you guys. This is scary. The fact that he can't find those windows, why is he getting fooled by that Atlanta defense, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it would be similar. It would. And people would be saying, uh-oh, maybe all those um, coping Seattle fans were actually right when they said uh, that Russ is washed and, um, you know, the Broncos have the worst quarterback in the division. And, and you know, all of that nonsense. And maybe they would do the same thing and, you know, go on a 10-game win streak to end the year or whatever. Um, but that's where we would be is panic mode. Um, full, especially because the beginning of the schedule is so much easier than the end of the schedule. Right, exactly. You're 100% right. However, Ryan, if the Broncos then go on to win 11 straight, 10 straight, 12 straight, or let's say 8 of 11, 9 of 12, something like that, and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 14 at home, or... They beat Kansas City in Kansas City a couple of weeks later, Ryan. Then I think expectations legitimately do change in the middle of the season to, oh, shit, 
this is a Super Bowl team right now. Now, again, I don't want to put I, I never want to put the bust at the end of that this year, but I think expectations will legitimately go up to Super Bowl because if they go on a tear like that, or they're at least competing in the division, they're right there at the top of the division and they beat Kansas City either in Denver or on the road. Boom. I think expectations do change this season and we do change the way we view this team and we think of this team because that would be legit. If they're competing in the AFC West, Ryan, we know the AFC West has two to three Super Bowl contenders in it potentially. And then we also know if they beat Kansas City, that's the team that they need to beat to get over the hump. So if they do those two things, Ryan, I think the expectations change midseason. Yeah, and, and look, I'm not going to try and temper those expectations once those time once that time comes, uh, but at least allow the team to bring you there, you know, because it'd be fun. And and I, I I I'm literally that's all I care about is I want Broncos fans to have so much fun with this season. And yeah, if they beat the Chiefs and they're they're leading the division or anything like that, then of course you're gonna start dreaming of what could be. But all I ask is that you don't go into it thinking that because it just makes everything so much more there's this it makes the stakes too high um from the start whereas like I just think this should be the baseline season set the baseline for what we expect going forward it you should really like I can't tell anyone to have no expectations because that's silly but you should really go in and just say like it's a blank slate you know it's zero to Super Bowl Russell Wilson, you're going to come in and draw the line somewhere in here. And guess what? Everything behind that line gets erased. No one has to, no one should think about it ever again. Everything from then on, wherever you set that line this year, should be the baseline for what we expect going forward. And Ryan, that that's what I want to get into now is what is, how do we set expectations for this team after this year? What do they do this year for then us to say Super Bowl or bust next year? Is there anything that they can't do this year for us to say, well, maybe it's not Super Bowl or bust next year. But first, when we're talking about expectations, Ryan, when we talk about pizza expectations, I think of sexy pizza. I think you got to be that good in order to be pizza for me and our friends over at Sexy Pizza have that delicious pizza. And here's the awesome thing, because they're a Colorado company. They want to celebrate the Colorado Avalanche's playoff run. So from now until June 12th, you get 15% off your entire order over at Sexy Pizza using the promo code DNVRABS. That's code DNVRABS to get 15% off your entire order over at Sexy Pizza. It's going to be the perfect pizza for your game day party. There you go. What a great, great deal. And I love that they're getting in on the abs. Um, a pizza in an abs game, that sounds nice. Uh, but does. also, if you can't do pizza, or you're not going to do pizza, you got to come down to the DNVR bar. Enjoy the best watch party in the world, straight up. Doesn't get better than at the DNVR bar. Uh, it's so much fun to be down there. I'll be down there tonight unless – I don't know, Zach. I woke up feeling like someone might reach out to me and say say they have an extra ticket. I don't know why I felt that way, but ever since, I've just been crossing my fingers that that happens. Otherwise, I'll absolutely be at the DNVR bar because it's the second best place to be for any Avs game. Uh, hopefully, they go up 2-0 two, two tonight in the series. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited for this game. 
Ryan, all you need is one of two things to happen. Either someone likes you and they have an extra ticket, and I know a lot of people like you, so so that's a high oh, possibility. Thanks. Or someone with superstition realizes you were at the last game yep. where the Avs won, <clears throat> and you, you need to be there in order for the Avs to get game two. That is true. I like it. Uh, Avs with me in attendance so far this postseason i believe are three and one three and one all right all right we'll take it three and one that's a stanley cup trip and if you can't make it to the dnvr bar but you still want to watch your colorado sports teams got to turn to our friends over at evaca tv because not only can you watch the abs not only can you watch nuggets but you can watch the rockies as well over at Avaca TV and Ryan, we talked about scratching the itch that we that we didn't have, uh, we couldn't turn to when we were younger. When I moved out, uh, when I was done with college, all I wanted in my cable package was to be able to watch the Avs, Rockies, and Nuggets because anyone can watch the Broncos, really. But those were the three things I wanted to watch. I didn't care about movies and stuff, but you had to get the most expensive cable package in order to be able to get these specialty TV team or, or TVs. And now they Evoca TV gets that for you. It's not just not expensive. It is so affordable, only $25 a month, and you get $10 off your first three months by using the promo code DNVR over at evoca.tv slash DNVR. It's an incredible deal. And you can watch us on there because there is a DNVR channel. So check them out over at evoca.tv slash DNVR and use that promo code DNVR. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, I want to address something really quick because uh, someone in the comments said, did you guys watch Russ last season? Seriously. And I, I don't know, like, I don't know where this is coming from, this idea that he wasn't good last season. But let's, I just want to especially highlight the games before the game in which he got injured. Uh, game one, 18 of 23, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, that, that'll do. Game two. 22 of 31, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Yep. Mm -hmm. 343 game, yards. Ga game three, 23 of 32, 298 yards, one touchdown. Yep. 111 passer rating. Sure. Game four, 16 of 23, 149 yards, two touchdowns. That one is surprisingly low on the yards. Wait, um, but really but quick, Ryan, four, four games through, how many interceptions? Zero. Oh, okay. To how many touchdowns? Uh, four, six, eight, nine. Yep, exactly. Okay, I'll take that ratio. Yes, and by the way, uh, well over 70% completion percentage in these games. I'll certainly take that. Yes. Um, and then finally, I don't, I don't really know, I don't remember this game as much, the game he got injured, but I do know that he was 11 of 16 with one touchdown and one interception in the game he got injured. So 10 touchdowns, 10 to 1 uh, intercept, touchdown to interception ratio before he got injured and 70% completions over 70% completions. Yeah. Pretty, pretty darn good. Now, Russ did come back uh, just after missing only three games, Ryan, and uh, he struggled the first two games out of the gate against uh, green Bay and against Arizona. He had zero touchdowns and two interceptions combined in those two games. But then I don't just want to write off the rest of the season. Ryan, he played in seven more games and I'm not cherry picking. There's, there's interceptions in these games. He had 15 touchdowns, three interceptions, 104.7 passer rating. 
He threw for 65% completion uh, and about 220 yards per game. So is he putting up MVP type numbers? Not necessarily, but it's not bad either. I mean, it's really darn good still. Yeah, it's insane. And the, the touchdown to interception stuff and the stats and all that, that matters. But if you just watch these games, man, it's like watching the, the Broncos in the 80s. Uh, where they try to stick to this like really vanilla game plan and then they're down late and they just say like, Russ, go save us. Um, And so many times he does. That's why for years, Russell Wilson's been my favorite quarterback to bet on because in clutch, it is, he's so freaking good. He, he just turns his game up to the next level, just like John LA. I'm not comparing him to John LA, but in this case, it's very similar. Like, when they need magic at the end of the game, they just say, like, Russ, please create magic for us. And then he just does it. So, Mm -hmm. like, a majority of the time, he just goes and creates magic for them. So, that's the most impressive part about these stats for me. But, I mean, again, even if you don't – like, you could take out those two games after the injury. And and I think it wouldn't even be cherry-picking. I think it would just be fair to say, like, "Ah, he came back below, below healthy. But it doesn't matter. You don't even need to. It's 25 to 6. 25 touchdowns to six interceptions in 13 or sorry, is that 14 games in 14 games. And on top of that, let's just look at his final two games. The most recent two games that he has played, Ryan, not only did he have seven touchdowns to one interception, seven touchdowns in two games to one interception, a passer rating above 120, but Ryan, he put up 44 and a half points per game on average. He had 51 in the second to last game and 38 in the last game. Both were wins, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I I just, I don't know what people are talking about. And I agree that after the injury, he didn't look quite the same. But that's fair. That's what happens. And these guys, they don't have the luxury of not playing you know like especially the the quarterback they, it's basically as soon as you can grip that football again we're putting you out there uh and so yeah he didn't look quite the same but he wasn't the same he should be the same now it, you know it's, it was a thumb injury it's not like it was you know an acl the most concerning game that i saw from russell wilson was that i believe it was a monday night game against the washington football team in washington uh they the the san francisco or the seattle only put up 15 points russ looked bad he he looked bad did not pass the eye test that was his second game or that was his third game back but then what i loved was what he did the next game playing the San Francisco 49ers, who were a powerhouse last year. He went out two touchdowns, one interception, 100 passer rating, 80% completion, and got the win, put up 30 points. That was a huge bounce-back response, and that really relieved, uh, uh, alleviated a lot of concerns for me from what I saw the week before. Yeah, I mean, man, 80% completion is absurd. I actually... Um, played Russ in the Madden League the other day, and I think he had even a higher completion percentage on me. But um, did did you yeah. let him win? No, he was indefensible. He made every single throw. It was so frustrating. Oh, so you lost without even letting him win? Oh yeah, I lost. I lost. I was doing a pretty good job of keeping up with Russ because I couldn't get a stop. But I got the ball back. 
I got my one stop of the game with a minute 30 left, and I got the ball back, and I just needed to score a touchdown and get a two-point conversion, and I threw a pick in the end zone. Ah, that sounds like Deshaun Watson for you. Actually, <laughs> literally, that sounds like the reports coming out of OTAs from Cleveland. Oh, my gosh. People oh, are losing are their good? minds. Oh, no. I mean, he's throwing interception after interception, incompletion after incompletion. And uh, I shouldn't, I haven't seen Cleveland's response from it, but uh, let's just say that the rest of the country is having some fun with it. Oh, geez. I haven't seen any of that. That's crazy. Uh, real quick, just to tie a bow on something we talked about yesterday. Something doesn't add up with the match. I don't <laughs> understand because all we ever hear about is quarterbacks and how much work they put in and they're at the facility at 4 a.m and they don't leave until 8 and all they care about is football and they just study film and this that and the other thing there is no way you can be as good at golf as those guys are and not be playing at at least semi-consistently yeah, I, I completely agree. So, so I didn't, I didn't watch any of the match yesterday. It, it just went right over me. Um, but were Mahomes and Allen good? Um, Mahomes was not Allen. <laughs> um, so that's Mahomes, the guy that's putting in the work. Yeah, he was the best player uh, in the four. Um, but Josh Allen did nothing to help him, and Tom and Aaron, who I really got the vibes that those two didn't don't like each other like yeah, i thought it was weird that they were teammates because it didn't feel like buddy buddy like pat mahomes and josh allen felt like oh like we're homies you know we go way back and we're representing the young the young quarterbacks and all that stuff tom and aaron were like barely talking and they kept on disagreeing on like reading putts but aaron well, rogers yesterday they were disagreeing yeah, yeah, yeah. oh i love it aaron rogers on the second to last hole gave tom a read so Aaron Rodgers is the better putter. In fact, he's like incredible at putting. It it blows my mind. Um, like he hit a 15 footer for the win. Um, so he was just like draining putts. So Tom was like leaning on him a little bit, um, but they would disagree. And I think Tom would go with his read, but on the last hole, Tom was like, I think this is outside the cup. And Aaron's like, no, or second to last hole. And Aaron's like, no, I don't think it is. And, and it totally was. And Tom was, pissed that he took Aaron Rodgers advice because then he putted it again and like putted it the way he thought he should have and drained it and he was he was just like you could see steam coming out of his ears he's like why did I listen to that idiot Aaron made him look bad I love it yeah um but yeah uh and they only played 12 holes which I guess was just like a viewer thing uh, maybe they just didn't think people were gonna tune in for four and a half hours um uh but the 12th hole the two quarterbacks named with the number 12 came through and uh, and Aaron Rodgers hit a bomb to win. It was crazy. Man, I really hope that uh, Aaron throwing Tom off makes Tom just beat him down even more in the next NFC championship. Well, they, were, they were teammates and they won. So, Yeah, I guess it worked. <laughs> it was Tom's tee shot and, and Aaron's putt. So they, they uh, worked together on that. Man, I mean, I guess I, I'm not surprised that Aaron Rodgers is good at golf because he doesn't go to OTAs anymore. You, you were talking true. about quarterbacks needing time to to work on their golf game. He's got plenty of time. It blows my mind, dude. Like little, th like I assume, as athletes, it doesn't surprise me that they can um, like drive the ball far and do all that stuff. But like little things like putting, 
just because you're like a great athlete doesn't mean you can just stand over a putter and drain it. You, they are practicing. Where somehow, some way, they are getting out there, not just a little bit, like a good amount. You think they just have a virtual golf? Well, you probably can't do putting in virtual golf, can you? They've created these crazy like virtual putting mats now um, that like they must cost hundreds of thousands because they're like <laughs> have, like hydraulic lifts and you can be like, oh, I want to I want a putt that breaks right to left six inches and then it goes like and like raises one side. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Maybe that's uh, what they have inside the facility for these guys or just at their houses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, I guess you want to circle back to the Super Bowl or bus thing and just say, like, for me, I love it from the players. I don't I just hope the fans don't go there that soon. I, I completely agree. But now, Ryan, when what what happens this year for next year to be Super Bowl or bus for the Broncos for us entering the year to be saying, OK, we, we saw enough last year. It's Super Bowl or bust. Probably win one playoff game. Mm. And even that might be a little too high, but I just think that's probably where we're headed if they win a playoff game. If they don't, then I think people will say, like, okay, let's, you know, you got to get back there. Now you're experienced. People will definitely still stay Super Bowl or bust. Um, but I think that's where you go is you look and you just say, like, if they win a playoff game, people aren't going to be saying, okay, let's go one step at a time. Let's just win two playoff games now. You know, like people are being like, all right, we got in there. We won a playoff game. We lost to so-and-so. Uh, we should be able to beat them and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, realistically, I think you're spot on or be the number one seed in the AFC. Um, either of those, you would show that there's enough promise to then go into next year. Now, Ryan, on the opposite side what has to happen for this year for next year? We're saying this isn't a Super Bowl or bus team yet. The same thing. Just the other side missed the playoffs. Um, oh man. There would be so much drama if this team misses the playoffs. Yeah. And what's really concerning about that is you can be a very good team in the AFC West this year and miss the playoffs. Someone yep. is going to feel that feel. Where they say, what, how is that possible? We were good. We beat good teams. We had a very, uh, we were way over 500 and we missed the playoffs. Like if you look back on that Tebow season, the Broncos won the division at eight and eight. (laughs) That will be last place in this division this year with a bullet. So it's, it's crazy the way the AFC is and especially the AFC West, but someone's going to get last place in the AFC West. And that team will not be going to the playoffs. And it could be any of the four teams in the AFC West. One of those teams, look at those teams. One of them isn't going to the playoffs. Now, there's one that no one would be shocked if they didn't go to the playoffs. But all the other teams, like, you look and you're just like, those teams should be in the playoffs. If, if you were just to take away divisions, you look at those four teams, you say those four teams are going. Well, one of them isn't. Uh, and the rest of the AFC is going to have similar things where it's just like, wow, that team was 10 and seven and they missed the playoffs. And it's crazy. 
It, it, it really is crazy. And that's just why when we view this, we just have to keep in mind just how difficult this division is and how difficult uh, th this conference is. And, and the one thing that is different about this Broncos team and the setup than the past two Super Bowl champions where we talk about how this team can have legitimate confidence. Okay, we got a new quarterback in here who's really good. We can go win the Super Bowl because Tom Brady did it two years ago. Matthew Stafford did it last year. Ryan, the one difference, though, those two teams – had established coaching staffs. They had the systems in place so where the quarterback was the only big difference. The Denver Broncos not just have a new quarterback, they have a new system, they have a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new special teams coach. Everything here is new, and that shouldn't be overlooked. Uh, I, I think if, if everything goes well, that shouldn't hold them for, again, from winning a Super Bowl this year, but also could lead to some more bumps in the road than those other teams had. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it is a technical possibility that all four teams in the AFC West could make the playoffs. Plus um, 2,000 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, that's insane. I just think that someone's going to get beat up a little bit more than the rest of the teams. Uh, and I truly believe it could be anyone. It could be the Broncos. And when I say beat up, I don't mean necessarily injuries, although that's going to play a role in this, of course. I just think like, uh, one of these teams is going to hit a little skid. They're going to get beat up by the other teams in the AFC West and the AFC. Um, and they're going to lose, you know, three out of four or four out of five and, and take themselves out of the playoffs. Yeah. And that very, that very well could happen. And that's why I, I also don't think that the number one seed in the AFC West is going to be from the, or from the AFC is going to be from the AFC West. Cause they, they're just going to cannibalize themselves too much. Yeah, I mean, I play in the NFC North in our Madden League, and I think it's the best division in the league. But right now, it's just a giant logjam, and the, the all the play all the teams in the other divisions are exceeding. And this is actually something that we could worry about a little bit as well. Only one team from my NFC North is going to end up making the playoffs because uh -huh. it's been so even in there, um, and so. You know, like the teams that's in second place in the division is way behind the wild card because all the other divisions are, you know, eating their young. That's a that's a really good point and a scary point. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if it if it evens out, you know, let's say all the teams split in the division, which would be crazy, but possible. There's a chance that you might only get your division winner in if other teams, you know, have two really good teams and two really bad teams. Man, that is wild. The winner of the division's 10 and 7, and they're the only team that makes it. And it's like 9 and 6, 9 and 6, 9 and 6. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that is, well, that is wild. That's a crazy case to look at, how yeah. this division could be so good where three or four teams make it, or it could be so competitive where only one does. Yeah, it, 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 there's, no, there's not really precedent, I don't think, for a, conf uh, for a division this good, I think there's no precedent. But for a conference this good, I think there's limited precedent. And because of that, someone's going to be really upset by the end of the year. At least one team is going to be really upset. And their fan base is going to be losing their minds. How did we miss the playoffs with Joe Burrow? How did we miss the playoffs with Russell Wilson? How did we miss the playoffs with this, you know, Justin Herbert Chargers-led team that, we, you know, we dominated free agency? Someone's going to be saying that. They're going to be beside themselves. And it what what's crazy is they they won't have even done anything that wrong. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. You're a hundred percent right, man. When I think of, uh, you just teams beating each other up, Ryan, I think of on the ice and playoff hockey. And I see these guys after they score a goal, they're so happy. They open their mouth and they just have four teeth gone. And I think, man, you need to check out our friends over at green mountain dental. Because it doesn't they really happen can... anymore. <laughs> I saw it two nights ago. Uh, a guy didn't have two teeth right in the middle. Was it Eric Johnson? I know he's missing his friend. Uh, man, I don't remember who. I don't remember what team it was. It could it could have been Eric Johnson. And I just think, man, you need to check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. It's only a 15-minute drive from Ball Arena, and they will hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. They're the best damn family-owned dentistry in the Denver metro area. They're part of our family, so make them part of your family. Check them out over at Green Mountain Dental. And again, schedule that cleaning, x-ray, and exam for a free Sonicare toothbrush. The other thing, Zach, is once teams get into the playoffs, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Like, I, the NBA playoffs have been a, just a terrible product this year, especially after the early rounds. Um, and I just think the NFL is going to be the exact opposite. I mean, it was last year. Like, almost every single game was like a 10 out of 10 banger. Um, and I think that's what you're going to get next year, especially on the AFC side of things. And the NFC, you know, still has really good teams. They're just not quite as deep from a quarterback perspective. Um, you know, you could you could make the case that Rodgers and Brady are still the two best quarterbacks in the NFC. Um, so that's the that's the slight difference there. But I just think, oh, the NFL playoffs this year might be the best they've ever been. Oh, I can't wait. And the the, the thing is too. If the Broncos or whatever team makes it out or whatever teams make it out of the AFC West, they're going to be battle tested where there's going to be some other teams in the AFC that, that aren't as ready for the challenge. And that could help the Broncos. There you go. All right, let's jump into the comments from our great listeners. Uh, and first, Zach, I think we wanted to give a shout out uh, to one of our great, great listeners, Melissa Burrow. It is her birthday today. Uh, so Woo! happy birthday, Melissa. We love you. We appreciate everything that you do to spread the good word about DNVR. And we know you're you're an absolute gem when it comes to people in this community. Yes, 100%, Ryan. Happy birthday, Melissa. We so much appreciate all of the support you give us on Twitter. Here, we love you as part of our family. All right, let's jump into these comments. First one's from SF, who says, Kahoot is the best. Professors used it in med school. I was so competitive in it that it was probably more stressful than any actual exam I took. Anyway, speed is just important as accuracy and for getting points. So it shows that Kush is also a very fast processor as well as knowing the right answer. This is great stuff. Great news. Pretty huge from the center position because they identify so much stuff when they get to the line and then they have to identify so much stuff right after post snap. Yep. Um, I, I'm I'm resisting the urge to, to talk about the comment that just came in. Should I? Um, yes. Yeah, let's okay. talk about it. Okay. The, uh, this is from Purple Panda 55 The loss of Tyreek Hill is overstated. No, it's not. They brought in Juju and Sky Moore plus Justin Ross, and they still have Mahomes and Andy Reid. That last part is true. Mm-hmm. Their, their offense is still going to be good because of those two guys. But the loss of Tyreek, I would say, is actually understated. Um, it's everything to me. It, it, it was, if you just watched their offense, the entire thing was either a throw to Tyree kill or a play that Tyree kill opens up by running to a certain area. Um, that's not going to happen. Look, look who we're talking about here. Juju Smith, Schuster, sky Moore, Justin Ross. They're nothing. 
compared to Tyree Kill. The, the three of them combined, if you combine their skills, still wouldn't create Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill's the most dangerous player in, in the NFL. Um, and when you lose that, you're losing a great receiver. You're losing a great weapon. Uh, and you're, you're, you're losing someone that defense always has to have their eyes on. So I completely agree with you, Ryan. I, I, don't, think it's, uh, I don't think it's understated at all. Let me just put it this way. Who on the Broncos can cover Tyreek Hill? No one. I don't think I, so either. Yeah. Not even Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, who on the Broncos can cover Juju Smith-Schuster? Um, all three of their top Any, guys. Anyone, yes. And, and you, I'm going with the rest. Sky Moore, Justin Ross. We don't know about Sky Moore yet. I mean, he's a fast rookie. Um, but I don't, I'm not scared about, I'm not scared about the matchup with any of those guys. Now, of course, Pat Mahomes is going to create plays and they're going to get it down the field and they'll score touchdowns and they'll do what they do. But you don't go into the only person you go into saying, I don't know who who's going to cover him is Kelsey. And Kelsey's obviously going to eat. But we talked about this every year before the Broncos played the Chiefs. You have to choose one. Are you going to give him a chance to hit Tyreek down the field? Or are you going to give him a chance to get Kelsey for 10 to 15 or even five? And you always choose Kelsey. Well, now you don't have to necessarily make that decision unless one of those guys like a Sky Moore becomes a crazy, dangerous, deep threat, which is is a toss-up whether he's going to be. So Kelsey is going to have much less fun. Um, and the, things are going to be more difficult for them. That does not mean they're going to have a bad offense, but it is massive. They're going to have to work a lot harder. Well, and, and on top of that, Ryan, uh, no one is going to be Tyree Kill. Not not just on the Chiefs. No one is Tyree Kill. And so many people try, including the Broncos, after they saw what Tyree Kill brought to the NFL, they said, well, we, we want the next one. And teams went out and used first, second, third round picks, fifth round picks like the Broncos did to try to go get that guy. And no one in the NFL has found him. Maybe the closest guy to him is Jalen Waddle, who's now down there with Tyreek in Miami. Yeah, today I saw my guy Mike McDaniel was asked, um, like, can he get the ball out? Can Tua get the ball out far enough for those guys to be able to be used as a deep threat? And he was way more insightful than I would have been if I were him. But um, he said, like, yeah, essentially, like, uh, for the plays that we run – you don't need to throw it 80 yards. Like we can't protect long enough for anyone to throw it 80 yards. You need to be able to throw it 60 yards and he could throw it. He actually didn't say that. He said he needed to be able to throw, throw it 60 yards. And I think he threw 155 today. So. <laughs> wow. Not even the confidence from his own head coach. Yeah. I mean, he was building the confidence, but he didn't say explicitly he could throw it 60 yards, which right. I think he can't just about everyone in the NFL. Okay. <laughs> Quick uh, super chat here uh, from my guy, Luis, who says RK for president 2028. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> unless it's like president of DNVR. Uh, oh man, you 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 don't you don't want to run? I there is literally nothing that get me into politics. President of Denver Sports. How about that? Yeah, count me in. President <laughs> of the Broncos. Sure. Oh, um, okay. Like president of the athletic department at CU. Yeah, I'm 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 in on that. <laughs> um, anything politics I'm 100% out uh, next <laughs> well, one comes we in keep you here that's for sure next one coming in from Mike 1809 my boys who has the higher powered offense Russ led Broncos or McKinnon led abs freaking can't wait to see offensive football uh, in Denver in a few short months let's go it's it's definitely the abs at least at this point yeah it the the 
on, in my opinion, the best team in the NHL who's led by great offense. Yeah, I'm going them. And that's not, that's not a bash against Russ and the, and the Broncos. You know how in Madden there's like X factors and superstars and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, I I just downloaded NHL uh, over the weekend because I was waiting for some avalanche hockey and it wasn't there. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to download this game. I downloaded at like midnight, stayed up late playing it. Everyone on the Avs, uh, like top two lines is a, either a superstar or an X Factor. <laughs> Man, that is so much fun. Uh, Manning's forehead says DNVR, call Hank up to the majors. He can do a great job replacing base because he already has chemistry with the rest of the Broncos. Be already to a certain degree, uh, has to cover and know the team for a draft pot and can write, give the man his due. We love us some Hank. Uh, and you can absolutely expect to see to see more Hank around here. Yep, absolutely love Hank. He he is the best, just like you said, Manning's forehead. Next one coming in from DNVR Rivals says, Hey guys, is it crazy that our big fundraiser game is less than a month away for DNVR Rivals? June 26th under the lights, a free fundraiser. Hope every DNVR family member will be there. I truly believe the energy in Denver that Denver changed the moment Hackett and Russ got paired together. I believe the most successful team and the most fun teams in the NFL right now. The old grump football methods are slowly dying out, LOL. My question today is, out of all of the Colorado teams, how many championships do you see them winning over the next five years? Do you think if the Avs win the Stanley Cup, it will jolt the other Denver teams to win it all? I remember the 2020 Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay, Florida teams had a similar chain reaction when the Lightning won the Cup. Then I always remember in 2018 when the Red Sox won the World Series, it led to the Pats and Bruins success that year. I would love to see Denver go on a run like that with the Broncos, Nuggets, and Avs winning it all. It would take it would take a lot of miracles for the Rockies to be included in this hypothetical event. Either way, thank you all for the great content. Support DNVR Rivals, and I agree with your world championship sentiment for the NFL. Let's ride and dine. Uh, you don't even need to leave the city to talk about that effect because 1996, the Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup, bringing Denver its first ever championship, which I assume had to frustrate John Elway a little bit. You know, John Elway had been here for 13 years at that point, hadn't got over the hump. The Avs walk into town, hoist the Stanley Cup, become the darlings of Denver, and L.A. said, you know what, F this, and went and won back-to-back right after that. So, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely possible that it creates a chain reaction. I don't know if there's actually something to that, but you see it happen in other cities, including in this one. Who would be pissed in this scenario? No one really could be pissed. Um, yeah. Like they've been the best team in town for a, a little bit now. So they deserve it. They're kind of the Broncos at this point. Just not, they haven't had to wait as long. Um, so they get it done. But then, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's something to seeing a parade in your city that, that lifts those guys just a little extra bit. So then it would be the opposite. It would be the Avs not winning it this year. Russell Wilson coming to town his very first year and winning the whole thing. Then the Avs would kind of be like the John Elway, like, hey, whoa, we've been here for so long, and now we yeah. have to be the ones to celebrate you before us. Let's hope that doesn't happen because that would mean <laughs> the Avs don't win it this year. Yeah. Um, next one's from Mark IT Snatch. says, hey, guys, the Smiling Assassin, Weapon X, K-Jack, all in their respective primes. Which of the hard-hitting Bronco safety do you absolutely not want to take a hit from? 
more than the other two? And is there any other Broncos safety that hit harder than those three? So first of all, I mean, you're definitely avoiding Steve Atwater at all, at all costs. Um, but Kanoi Kennedy mm. used to destroy people. Um, and he was like famous or infamous, I guess, for getting, uh, for getting uh, suspended because of it um, and fined and all that stuff. It was like right when they started trying to take it out a little bit more and punishing guys, Kanoi Kennedy was just out there just obliterating people. Um, yeah, Steve Atwater. And the reason for that is, I mean, not only was his nickname, the smiling assassin, when you have assassin in your name, that's pretty bad. Um, but also he's massive. He is huge. We talk about Kareem being like, he plays way bigger than he is. Steve Atwater played bigger than he is and he's a massive guy too. So yeah, uh, I want to stay away from him. Yeah, and, the, and Jose points out John Lynch also should be in that conversation. Mm. Dennis Smith should be in that conversation. What um, about the guys in the no-fly zone, TJ Ward and uh, Darian Stewart? Yeah, TJ would be the one you don't want to take a hit from there, but he's so much smaller than Steve Atwater. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, you see them standing next to each other, and it blow your mind that they even play the same <laughs> yeah. position. Yeah. Um, Steve's the one that I would not want anything to do with. I completely agree. Next one from Melbourne Broncos says, my boys, do you think Tim Patrick's statement, if you can't put in extra work, you're not serious about winning and you don't belong on this team was directed at Melvin Gordon. I think it's possible he will be traded very early. Cheers. Uh, no, I don't think it was directed at him. Um, and no, I don't think he'll be traded ever. Um, um, I, I agree with you that it wasn't directed to him. I don't think Tim got up there and said, I want to make a pointed statement directly toward Melvin Gordon in my press conference. However, I do think that people that aren't there, other players are noticing. Yep. Where they yep. might not have as much in the past. Yeah. Um, it, it matters more. This is what I was talking about. Everything matters more. Uh, it's not like we can say they should have expectations to win the Super Bowl every year, but it just, it's not real. Like last season, internally those guys weren't thinking like man if we just do the little bit extra work that could be the difference between winning the division and last place they weren't thinking that way it'd just be based on human nature now they are they're saying every little thing we do could be the difference at the end of a game it could be the difference at the end of the season and i i think they notice that being said he's not getting traded he he's here to be the number two running back and he'll be here for the duration of his contract which is one year uh and then we'll see what happens after that yeah it, it's really hard to imagine that any big time players and big time contributors are going to be traded this year ryan because it th- this team is as the team says they're super bowl or bust this year they're making that big push this year you don't trade big time players last ones from bronc oilers who by the way i feel like um uh, should look at my twitter feed i retweeted a national media member in hockey who said that uh, ballerina the other night was a top five atmosphere he's <laughs> ever experienced yeah. because these Oilers fans, man, they they're like convinced they have the best atmosphere in hockey, and I I don't know where it's coming from, but I'm cool with like Pat like saying like our atmosphere is amazing, but they they're like trying to put our stadium down. I don't think Bronco Oilers did it, but I'm reading comments on Twitter that are like ball arena is a library wait till you come to edmonton i'm like this guy's been in every hockey arena and he's telling you it was a top five atmosphere (laughs) you're sitting on your couch watching on espn or tnt like what are you talking about right now right (laughs) i completely agree
Anyways, Bronco Oilers, the homie, says, I think it's really cool to hear the way Kahoot is being utilized and that the guys are being competitive and having fun with the learning process. Given the complexity of this offense, the inexperience of the coaching staff, and gauntlet of a schedule we've got, I was really concerned about early season growing pains coming back to bite us, and to an extent, I still am. But I'm encouraged that the emphasis on teaching and learning with the staff will hopefully mean a much cleaner game as far as mental errors and processing of the scheme early in the season. Also, how good does Russ look in his new threats? Give me Russ over Brady any day for sexiest quarterback in the league. Go thick boys and go Broncos. <laughs> there we go. We got our first look at Russ wearing an orange jersey today as the Broncos were uh, were doing some sneak preview stuff. Uh, and love to see it. And then uh, also, Ryan, um, I think it's crazy to expect this team to not have any bumps in the road this season, whether that means they just don't convert a couple of third downs against the Texans, but they still win by 21 points, or whether that means they, they drop the game to San Francisco in week three. It's crazy just to expect them to hit the ground running without any bumps. Now, it doesn't mean that they expect them to lose one of the first two games, even the first three games, but just just be realistic with the expectations and just keep in the back of your mind, Broncos started two and three under Peyton Manning. That doesn't mean a two and three starts coming for the Broncos this year, but let's say they go two and one because that one loss is to the San Francisco 49ers, a team that they could have, should have beat. It's not the end of the world. Yep. Yep. They should absolutely start two and oh, that's a nice little foundation for the rest of yep. your season. Um, yep. How good does Russ look in his new threads? Um, uh, Henry called him a fire hydrant today, and I think it's the most perfect thing I've ever heard. Oh, boy. Short and stout. Just, you know, rock solid, but small. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, bright. Yes, exactly. And bright, exactly. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, th- actually, answer the question. How good does he look? I when Every year when we have talked about quarterbacks coming to Denver I've always said it just feels like Russell Wilson would be a Bronco he's like such a Bronco I don't know how to exactly explain it but he just seems like a Bronco to me and seeing him in that uniform just completely confirms it like you know when you see some edit of a player in a new jersey after they just got traded and you're like whoa that looks weird how about Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform the Mm -hmm. first time you saw it you're like what the hell is that I have no feelings like that towards seeing Russ in a Broncos. It's like, oh, yeah, that looks completely normal. That's what he's supposed to look like. Yep, yep. And he's a he's a Denver Bronco man in the next 10 to 12 years. I mean, that's aggressive. But for <laughs> the next many years, he's a Denver Bronco. Um, and for the next many years, hopefully we'll be doing this podcast. We'll be able to keep doing that as long as you guys keep supporting us with the great support that you guys always give us. So we thank you guys so much for that. Hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube on your way out of here. Thanks to everyone who commented. Hopefully see some of you guys down at the DNVR bar for Abs Oilers tonight. But for now, that wraps it up for us on the DNVR Broncos podcast. We'll catch you later. You roll out the truck and took a country drive. Now understand that you need some time I know some landmarks we used to hit Where flying cotton
last time.